is Cindy's choice to be brave and make a difference. Cindy here. And thank you. Thank you for being here as I continue on this destitute to destiny journey. And kind of what I, you know, I, I kind of shared the story, you know, one, like the first 18 episodes or so, uh, kind of highlight the story. There's, we're unfolding, you know, more of the story now, but I kind of gave you the highlights and, you know, a lot of what is so amazing to me and what I want to help others with and, um, you know, dig into more myself because we're always transforming. And, but the transformation I've been through just keeps amazing me more to more, more and more. And like I, I talk about the last time um, we went down, which we do this often, you know, several, uh, at least a couple of times, it's not several times a month, it's go down here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and hands on, you know, helping with those that are homeless, because I was there, and I know, but we captured, uh, my producer uh, captured of some video when we were down there last, because I told him how every time I go down there, I, I just... I get overwhelmed every single time because I'm just, it's just harder and harder for me to believe that that's where I was and where I am now. And this transformation that has happened is just incredible. So I've shared this uh, a few times or probably more than a few times at this point on the radio, but I had come across this list of unhealed childhood trauma and how it manifests in us as adults. And what I'll do, I'll dig into some of these. This, this is uh, I'll, probably each of these uh, for separate podcast segments. But I want to kind of overview this because I, I, if I remember right, I haven't looked at this again. I had issues with everything on this list. And, you know, you just don't change all that at once. No, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And, but it starts with the hardest part of all, and that's getting real with yourself, is, uh, you know, get, accepting some hard truths, even when you don't see them, you know, being around people that you trust and, and recognizing that they're seeing something you just can't see because you're right in the middle of it. And maybe not believing it, but staying open to it, you know, and, and keeping that in mind as you're developing. But most of those things that people saw in me that I didn't see, but stayed open to, I now look back and go, oh, I was so like that. <laughs> but you don't know that. And especially when you're that personality like me, where you just love so much and you try so hard and, you know, why doesn't it work? Like, what could I be doing wrong? Oh, I was doing plenty wrong. But kind of just to highlight really quickly, and I forget where I got this. I should probably Google it so I can give credit there, but it's probably a pretty general list of unhealed childhood trauma manifest as one of the first on the list is fixing others, fixers. That's a common trait of people that in, in we'll dig into this more, but I kind of, it, it's almost kind of like a, uh, it's a, it's a control issue where you're, you're kind of, it's also an ego issue where, you know, your, your esteem is low and you're kind of feeling like by fixing them that that gives you, you know, some kind of skill or gift or like you're doing something wonderful for them. It's uh, fixing others is not a good trait. And you and I was a fixer and you have to be aware of that one and watch out on fixing others. OK, here we go. People pleasing. Oh, my goodness. Raise your hand. There's a bunch of us out there. 
And I had no idea I was a people pleaser because I was so like authoritative. I was managerial. Uh, when you hear my story, you'll know that I was always excelled quickly in work environments, was trusted with um, you know, managing lots of people, very authoritative. I wasn't a pushover by any means whatsoever. And so it took me a while to grasp that in personal relationships, that's where I became the people pleaser. And I avoided those relationships for a real long time because I didn't understand that. I just didn't like, you know, something that was happening there. But, you know, once I got married and, you know, had children and all that, I had to start sorting out the fact that I, on the personal level, I was very much, I was kind of living my, my life, you know, for someone else with expectations for them. People place in biggie. And you know what? I've been, as I've shared in other segments, I talk about not being a people pleaser anymore. Well, you know what? I'm still a people pleaser. I love people and I want to help people. I want people to be pleased. I just know the boundaries now. I just know how to, to manage that and, and make sure there's a fair exchange, as I often say with Cindy's Choice. Okay, here's one many of you will be familiar with, codependency. Oh my, I was such an independent, capable person. I said, just so like on my own at a very early age, didn't need anybody to take care of me. I had no idea that I had developed this kind of codependency. Uh, and a lot of it happened when um, my health was hit so hard that I had, uh, I couldn't take care of myself. I mean, that kind of forced some of that on. But there, there's other aspects of that too. I think as independent as I was, that it wasn't evident to me that that little fragile, broken uh, little girl that was abused and that was abandoned and exploited and you know, went through such a horrific childhood, she was still kind of waiting to be rescued. And I, I wasn't recognizing her. And uh, I had to go deep and figure that out. But codependency, again, that's a, a whole segment or a few. Um, external validation needed. Now, that, that one, I, I, like, I stopped, thought, well, I don't think I, I ever needed that. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. It wasn't like I was out to have people pat me on the back and tell me I did a good job. I just loved attention. And not just because it was like the, the middle girl. I was the, the middle daughter. But I was the middle daughter that where the psychopath mother hated me. <laughs> and exploited me and it's not like my my other sisters had it easy either but there, it was different dynamics with with each of them but I but she hated me and she kind of overprotected them and did the complete opposite with me it was this weird kind of deal and, and then it was even different with each of them too it was, it was it was whatever she could gain from that relationship and you know I was the little toehead blonde they called they uh, called me the sensitive one and they called me the pretty one because I had the you know the the blonde hair, the Florida tan back when we were living there. And so she recognized she could get, and then me being such a people pleaser, <laughs> since she could manipulate me and benefit from me um, in different ways than she could benefit from the relationships with my sisters. But that external validation, I always thought, oh, that's just the middle child thing. I didn't get to be the baby long. So, you know, I like the spotlight. It's just my creativity. And now when I look back, I'm like, oh, man, I ate that attention up. I love the spotlight. But it's not, I wasn't looking for, you know, I don't know. It's, it's again, it's something to dig into more. But it's funny. And as you can tell, I, I can talk. I'm an extrovert. Yet I had totally, you know, 
gotten away from that. I'd like worked on that where I, I wasn't dominating conversations and being a better listener. And it's crazy how once you transform and now I'm required to talk, it's my job. You know, I, I got to talk, it, but it's crazy now because I don't need the attention. I don't need the spotlight. It, it's, it's out of a passion and a drive to serve and help others. It comes from so much more of a healthy place. And then it uh, gets into Oh, my goodness, this is major. I've talked about this already. We'll definitely dig into this one more. Living on high alert. Dig in. You'll, you'll hear that in highlights of my story. Oh, that, that about killed me. That's a lot why I had health issues uh, because of this, you know, the uh, perpetual danger that I existed in for so long as a child. Uh, and that one's that all these contribute to health issues and um, emotional issues. But that one is a bad one. Uh, fear of abandonment. I'd shared in my story about how um, I, you know, I was really uh, confused in my 20s and didn't stick with re relationships was always uh uh, you know, just running to the next one and not wanting to be there, running to the next one and not wanting to be there and, and not understanding, recognizing I didn't like the cycle, but not having any clue what was going on there. So that one is one that we'll definitely dig in more to. But the um, deprioritizing own needs, that one I still have trouble with. That's a tough, I think, I, I don't know. That one I still have trouble with, but you know what? It's been a blessing because if you're going to build something, if you're going to bootstrap something literally from being homeless on the streets and not having any contacts or any kind of support system or anything, you know, it's, it's taken everything. I've had to put everything in to Cindy's choice. And I'm learning though, because I'm aware of this, I'm learning. I've learned to prioritize myself. And uh, I'm a lot better at that one. But that one, I think that's what I still struggle the most with. Um, the need to improve themselves. Now, of course, we want to improve ourselves. But there, you know, I was out there like, oh, you know, almost to a self-righteous degree, like creating perfection, you know, like trying to be perfect. And no. That is not that is not a healthy goal by any means. And maybe you think, well, by trying to be perfect, you know, at least you could still come out really good without reaching your goal. No, don't put that pressure on yourself. And that's not authentic. Authentic is way, way better than perfect. But before you be, you know, you be yourself. Work, definitely work on yourself. You want to be your best self. That's always kind of confusing too. But um, another one, oh, tolerates abusive behavior. Hello. It, you don't know that you're, that's the norm for you. That's the norm. You're not really recognizing that, you know, that that's, that's not okay. Are you, you recognize it's not okay, but again, it's just, that's what's normal. It, it's, it's a, uh, that's a really, really, um, that one kept me stumped for the longest time of trying to recognize that how my mother treated me, I was still attracting that because that was my version of love messed up, right? So like I said, we're almost to the list. Like I said, I've checked, <laughs> I had all these issues. Um, and from tolerates abusive behavior, of course, the next one to go to attracts narcissist partners. Hello, you know, if you've listened to some of the podcasts, I, I dig into that. And we will keep digging in to that narcissist thing. Don't Oh, we love that's juicy. That's juicy. <laughs> we, we love hating on those narcissists, don't we? And you know what? I don't hate them. I never blamed them. I kept recognizing I just that I took responsibility for where I was at, but it just, it really, it, and it doesn't 
take any responsibility off them. Yet at the same time, I need to take responsibility for not being with them and being attracted to them and figure out that cycle as well. And then it, it the last one on the list here is difficulty setting boundaries. Oh my, I, I'm really eager to, because I, I recognize that was a huge issue for me. You know, you can tell I'm very uh, you know, transparent. I'm very authentic, but it was, you know, I, I, I had no boundaries and no boundaries for the most part. I mean, I wasn't like rude or, um, you know, I didn't embarrass people <laughs> yet. It was, um, that, that's huge. It's huge for so many people, uh, recognizing healthy boundaries. Well, again, I, on this segment, I just kind of felt compelled to get those out there. So maybe you can recognize <laughs> one or two of those or all of them, like with me. I, and now I'm right here, right now, I'm telling you, I'm like, whoa, I've overcome all those you know, it, it, I, I was like checking off the list, you know, okay, I'm still, I'm not perfect. Of course not. Lord knows. But I've mastered, you know, I've mastered my emotions. I've learned these disciplines, but it's not about that. I'm, I'm, I've been regeared. I have new habits. It's not like it's a, it was hard at first. It's a lot of change had to happen. And there's a lot I had to learn. And it, it but hey, I'm here to say <laughs> it's so worth it. It's so worth it. It's, it's just really awesome to be, uh, I, I was sharing something on the radio about, it's, it's so awesome to be brave. Brave is cool. Brave, just, just to be empowered and, you know, to be able to be a part of things that most people will never get the chance to do because they don't step out there. That's, it, it's awesome. That's why I want to encourage you to do it. But it starts with getting healthy. You, you know, brave, I was brave always, but with all those attributes that I just, uh, or all those, I don't think you call those attributes, though, those, um, I don't know what they are, but all those things I needed to fix with bravery, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. But now that I've transformed, that courage can just go full blast and it keeps increasing and it's really good. I, I want others to experience what I'm getting to experience. And that's a lot what Cindy's Choice is about. And that's a lot when we support small businesses to, and while we're serving the community, that's a lot of the of what's behind, of what's um, spearheading, uh, driving the Cindy's Choice mission. So just some quick highlights, some things to ponder. We'll dig into all those subjects some more. But you, you know, I just want to thank you. Thank you for keep tuning in here and uh, learning this, uh, or no, you're not learning, you're on this, you're on this journey. You're on this journey, on this destitute to, to um, destiny journey, and we're stepping in together. So stay with us, follow Cindy's Choice, and you know I'm going to tell you, I love you. I love you. All this is driven by love, and we want to demonstrate that love. We need demonstration of love in our society more than ever. So I love you. Go out there. You lead with love. Lead with love. Seek first to understand and go make good choices.